Through the lens of loving local and seeing global, we obsessively search for people whose stories need to be told and how OKC played a supporting role. Hosted by Katherine Bexton and Emmy Coves, welcome to Action City. Emmy! Hi, Katherine. Hi! <laughs> do I do I sound sort of funny? I, I feel like I'm all stopped up. Is it allergies? It's got to be allergies. It's really... I feel like I sound weird. <laughs> I don't think you do sound Do I sound weird. like a man? Am I using my like... Like sexy phone voice. I that makes <laughs> I mean, me very uncomfortable <laughs> that this is your sexy phone voice. By the way, there's nothing sexy about me. And if you it makes me even chuckle to say sexy phone voice, but like I feel like I sound like a man. I think you you sound oh, well, just fine. What can you do? What can you do? I feel like we're just we're just not all together today. No, we're okay. not, but that's okay. I, I feel like we're in this weird weather stage where yeah. some days it's warm and some days it's cold. Or it's like warm cold. Like the breeze is cold, but the sun's out. So you think you're going to be warm mm-hmm. and then the breeze you're comes. not. Exactly. But I love it. I'd rather have this than it be 40 degrees. Well, that's true. I'm really just looking forward to summer. I just want to. Yeah, exactly. We're summer people. We are, we are. That's our, we do our best work in the summer. Yes. I look my best. I feel my best. Yes. Yeah. The colors go with yes. me. It's really. I dress my best. <sighs> and that's honestly, I have a pit that has to do with clothes and fashion. And oh stuff. my goodness. Okay. Let, give me the full <sighs> scoop. Because so I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. I broke a cardinal rule of shopping and that sounds really shallow, but listen. You bought something you didn't like? No, I bought something that I shouldn't have paid full price for. And that just is like a dagger to the heart to me. So like after you bought it, you realized you could have gotten a less expensive somewhere else or you didn't love it enough to pay full price? I knew. Okay. So what happened was, is that we had our first black tie wedding this last weekend in Fort Worth. I saw the pictures. So beautiful. As always. I loved my dress, but the dress is is ankle length. And so I needed shoes. And honestly, during quarantine, I got rid a lot of my high heels that I bought when I worked for Neiman. So all my really nice heels, I consigned them because who's Where wearing? Were we going? Yeah, exactly. So then I looked in my closet when I'd ordered that or got that dress in, and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have any shoes really for it. That makes sense or are black tie enough or whatever. So this was, I didn't get the dress in until like a couple of days before the wedding. So I basically had a day. So I couldn't order anything online. Was it the blue and white dress? Mm-hmm. And I wanted a pink shoe, which I know I could have worn. But even my nudie shoes are all like a block heel. And this was black tie. I think you have to go for more of a stiletto. I digress. But <laughs> I like to think of myself as a super savvy shopper. You are very savvy and shopper. I would agree with that. I think there are certain brands you should never pay full price for, like Free People, Nike, and Steve Madden. And well, that's true. I was in such a pinch that I went into Dillard's and I paid full price for a pair of Steve Madden shoes that I know are discounted, you know, either DSW or online at Zappos or whatever. And I didn't shop local. It was just like a multiple thing, but it was one of those things where I only had a limited amount of time. I couldn't get all the way down to Paseo to see Betsy King. I just had to pop in. And going to Dillard's, I mean, I really hate to say this, is so depressing. So depressing. There is nothing joyful about that shopping experience. I I, I really... Maybe I, I don't say like, that out to the I world, don't but it depresses Dillard's. me to go to Dillard's. See, I, I think you can find some deals, but like, that's what I'm saying. I don't pay full price for anything at Dillard's. I think the two things you can pay full price for at Dillard's are bathing suits and makeup. Other than that, if you are paying full price, you are a sucker. 
you are a sucker. But let's let's look on the bright side here. It was a Steve Madden shoe. You weren't paying full price for a Manolo or a Louboutin. No, you but were paying full still, price for a Steve Madden shoe, I which is dropped a hundred bucks on these shoes that I know cost. Literally, I know Steve Madden shoes cost about eight dollars to make. I'm not even. That's not that's even exaggeration. True. That's probably true. In college, we all had to pick an item and from production to retail, figure out how much it costs. And Steve Madden shoes were about eight bucks. And that was 10 years ago. That's probably true. They probably spent $16 per pair on, ap- pair on advertising, but probably. it cost $8 yeah, to make maybe. it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is so silly, but I was just in a pinch. So that was my pit. I was like, well, I was just know, disappointed if- in myself. It's like, I know better. You do. And and we all know that you yeah. know better. And so we'll forgive you for this one little I just, there's certain brands where if you're paying full price, like anything it in Nordstrom's or Dillard's that ends up at Nordstrom Rack or a DSW, like you cannot pay full price. You're so good. I can't even, this is really sad. I can't even go to those places. I went to Nordstrom Rack one time See, I find to buy some stuff. shoes, by the I way. I find good stuff. I get in there and I get so overwhelmed. And all I can think about is, is all this stuff here because it was ugly? Like I, I can't, like it, nobody See, bought I it love, the first time around. I love the hunt. You're so good. I hate the hunt. I want, as you know, someone else to do all the work for me, as always, and then I come in the end of the process. <laughs> Which makes and sense because you own Greta, and that's what Greta is. It's like a curated collection right. of all these beautiful clothes that you don't see everywhere. That you don't see everywhere. But, but I get overwhelmed yeah. at Nordstrom Rack, and I don't like those rounders. I don't like those racks of shoes. The whole experience gives me hives. I, I love it. I really do like to. I need to come shop. with you. That's what I need to do because I, I need to go with you on this like hunting experience. You know I who mean, else we need to take with us? Who is Michelle Cobb? Do you know her? I don't. I don't. She's think. literally the cutest thing you've ever seen. She worked at the Fitzbaw for. A long time. Okay. She is the most well dressed woman. She's kind of quirky, but she has all the proportions right. She loves to hunt and okay. she always finds good stuff in Nordstrom Rack. That's, I we found some really us. good stuff. And a lot of the stuff I end up consigning and making money on. That's the thing is I found some really cool pieces there that weren't really necessarily the best look for me. So I consigned them and I made money. Emmy. But um I and then that. I guess my, what was the what was the peak? I think my peak's this weekend. I love Easter. And it's Huffman's third birthday on Saturday. Oh my gosh. I, I can't know. even believe we're already here. I was thinking it was the end of April. I know. So I'm really excited. We're having a little party. I mean, not a ton of people. An Easter party? Like, no, a, like an, is he, it like an Easter theme or he what? requested a construction theme? So it is well, a construction yes, party. And it'll be so cute. And I'm really excited because like all the decor, you know, it's I got like caution tape to put everywhere and just doing like a little sand pit and we'll put excavators in it. And um, actually, I love the people. I think it's OKC Moon Bounce. I don't know. They're great. They're wonderful. Oh, we used to always get yes, a so, Moon Bounce. Yeah, bounce you have to get a Bounce House. And it's so fun. So I'm excited for his party. His actual birthday is Saturday. So the morning we'll do like our family opening presents. And then the afternoon we're doing a little friend party, but only a couple of friends, not a ton. Okay. Now I have a question because um, we're having Gracie's birthday. I mean, I say, it's not really a party, but like what, she's invited a few friends yeah. to come play pickleball tomorrow night. Fun. And she wanted a cake. Of course, I went to OKC Suites yesterday right. and tried to order a cake and they so, basically laughed at me. Yeah. So now we have no cake. I was supposed to call Uptown Grocery before we did this and I forgot to call them. What am I going to do? And where did you get Huffman's cake? So I got Huffman's cake from Stacy Cakes in Edmond because she did Campbell's cake when I was in a pinch. S- similar situation. I had no clue everybody in December ordered cakes for Christmas. I didn't know that. Oh, right. We talked about yeah, this. Yeah. It was. And so I ordered from Stacy Cake. 
Stacy's cakes after calling it like 12 bakeries. Um, I think in a last minute pinch, yeah, you're kind of limited. Why don't you just make it? Do you like to bake? I mean, I do, but I don't think I have time for that between now and 6.30 tomorrow. When I was Gracie's age, like funfetti cake from the box was the best. Well, she does want, which we already made her this cake for her birthday, but like a tiered cake with the sprinkles all over it. We do have the candles. That's helpful. I I mean, mean, there's not that many people even coming to even, but I've got to figure out You don't want to make it. So Stacy's Cakes in Edmond in the future. Because then I great. thought, I'm like, where, who do I even call? I couldn't even remember. I mean, Brown people. Egg was another one that's oh, really I follow good. Them on Instagram. Um, oh, Ganache. Have you called Ganache? Their cakes are, well, you don't. I don't like that kind of cake. Okay. And I don't think Gracie does either. I say that it's not about me. It's not my birthday. I think you can call them <laughs> and ask for vanilla though. Oh, you can? Mm-hmm. Okay. I will they can... pour that cool marbled stuff over the top? They will. Maybe call Laura, I think is it. Oh, yes. I love her. Yeah. She's you know, before really nice. they opened, I found them on Instagram. Yeah, I, I remember. Yes, the croissants. Yes. For Christmas that she brought to yes. me before they ever opened. They're the sweetest couple. They're the nicest people. I will I always in champion their business. Yeah. And love they that. have that new place, the domain. And they oh, have. Right, where you can get crepes. Yes. And- well, and you can get cake there too. And um, I remember I got cake there and it was like, it wasn't the. Super chocolatey one. Rich chocolatey. It, yeah, it was like a berry with white. It was really good. Well, we got, or my mom got a ganache cake for my dad's birthday dinner um, on Friday, which is where my, I mean, pit slash pit? peak okay. <laughs> has really come in. And okay. I really question whether or not I should even talk about this on the, on the air, but so <laughs> it was my dad's 75th birthday last week That's and my exciting. mom really had the sweetest party for him. So my sister, Rosie, you know, this is a sommelier and she has this business called togetherness and it's a virtual wine tasting business. So fun. Cause when the pandemic happened, she needed a, you know, a job, she couldn't work in a restaurant anymore. So she does virtual wine tasting. She ships a wine all over the country. You get on a zoom call, you taste the wine with your friends. She talks to you about it. It's really fun. So my mom planned a surprise zoom wine tasting with all of my dad's friends from college. Cute. And they live all over the country. I mean, Boulder, Wait, Connecticut, Austin. Well, so. Was he? Well, he wasn't. But so we all got on like a family call beforehand and he thought we were just on this family call. And then his friends from college started popping into the Zoom call and he's so out of it. I mean, so the first one came on and he says, well, that looks like Robert Beebe. And my mom's like, it is Robert Beebe. So they started kind of all showing up. So eventually they all showed up. Yeah. And, but George was not on it. So. I wondered, I was like, I wonder whether or not my mom invited him. So they, we all, the family got off. Rosie stayed on. They had a great time. I think they, Rosie was texting me during saying it was hysterical. They were, you know, it was so fun to see my dad in the element with like his college friends as opposed to as a grown up, right? Right. So then after there was going to be a special surprise during the dinner or during the wine tasting. So later, the next day I called my sister. I'm like, whatever happened? I'm like, did mom invite George Bush? And she's like, well, he did. She did invite him. He couldn't come, but he sent a recorded message that she played during the wine tasting that is so for my cute. dad, which I thought was really sweet. And then I thought, well, he doesn't drink anyway. So what's he going to be doing? Oh, on that's a wine right. Tasting? Oh yeah. So, I forget that he doesn't drink. But so that was, so that started out my dad's birthday. Right. So then on Friday night, my mom calls and says, would you like to come for dinner? I'm going to do my mom voice. Would you like to come for dinner on Friday night for your father's birthday? And so it was for my dad's birthday, her friend Karen's birthday, and then 
uh, Lee's mom, Helen's birthday. And we do celebrate our birthdays with the Sullivans a lot. Yeah. Um, cause we have November birthdays and March birthdays. So it's totally normal. And then the Browns came and then, um, Karen's, uh, son and daughter-in-law, they were invited. So basically, and Lee's sister. So I show, I know, I know what's going to happen. Okay. So I tell my mom, I'm going to make something. My peak was what I made. It's this tomato made? galette. Ooh. Okay. If you guys like to cook, go type you in. You love a tomato. I, I, and I never used to like tomatoes growing up and now I'm like obsessed. <laughs> so go look up tomato galette bon appetit and it's the best galette recipe you've ever tasted. It's like a rustic kind of tart, right? So I'm, I wake up, I work out, I go to the grocery store, I buy all the stuff, I make two doughs, I go to work all day, I run my kids around, I come home, I make two tarts, I show up at my mother's house at 7.35, all the guests are there, but she has set the table, some Patty came over earlier, helped her set all the tables, da 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 I go into the kitchen, nothing's made, she has the recipes laid out on the kitchen counter, and the lettuce chopped. No. Mm-hmm. And that's at 7.35. And mind you, she's it's very endearing. She's always been known for a late dinner. She's always been known for cooking during the party. It, it, she's known for it. It has gone too far. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I ha- I've already, the galettes are there at least. Okay. So, Patty comes in. We are making risotto, steak with an herbed butter sauce, homemade Caesar salad. Oh, she had made some croutons. Okay. Homemade Caesar salad. Then she also wanted to make a Branzino. Oh my god. And Jim, this is 7.35. She's cooked nothing. Jim looks at it and is like, we're out. We're not making the Branzino. We're making the steak on the grill. He had to go get charcoal no. at the 7-Eleven. Now, I think there was some charcoal somewhere, but you can't find it anywhere. So bottom line is we sit down at 9.35. We get up from the table at 11, which is fine. But everybody there is 75, except for us. We've all been at work all day long. All the 75-year-olds are now sitting down at dinner at 11. I mean, I can't stay until 11. No. So Jim looked at my mom and he just says, your dinner party privileges are revoked. We're done. We're not doing this again. So it really, the pit was that it's just, I just wish. Yeah. If it's it was a different scenario, dinner, you start cooking the dinner at, at 5.30. Five. Yeah. And by the way, it was four of us cooking it and it still took us an hour and a half to cook it. So oh my gosh. like, I mean, you really start at noon, but it's so... It's getting to be a lot, but it was really fun to celebrate my dad. I mean, I can't believe he's 75. When he turned 60, he turned 64 days after Neely was born. I left Neely at home when she was four days old to go to my dad's 60th birthday at the grand house. And I left her with my sister's nanny. So I will always remember when he turned 60. Right. So he's 75 now. Oh my gosh. My dad turned 60 this year. Really? Mm-hmm. I when my dad turned sixty, I thought he was so old. I was like, "Oh my god!" See, I think my parents are pretty young. Although Your the other day, so my mom young. like said something about my dad not moving slow, but just kind of taking longer to do something. And I was like, "Mommy is turning 60. And she's like, Emmy, <laughs> like we're not old. I was like, you're right. You're not old. You're gonna, 60 no, really they don't seem old. that. No. no, no, no. So now looking back on it, I'm like, well, 60 and 75 really isn't that old either. No, it's really not. I'm going to have some pep in my step when I'm 75. Uh, Yeah, you will. I think you'll probably be peppier than I am. No, that's not true. (laughs) That's true. I'll be 60 and you'll be 75. I won't be serving dinner at 935, but I will have some pep in my step. I believe it. So, and I'm looking forward to Easter. We're going to Dallas with our whole family. So, Yeah, it's so fun. I love the holiday. I love the colors. I love the traditions of the way you dress. I love everything about it. And it's going to actually be sunny for the first time in years. I feel like 
every Easter it's always raining and I'm out there hiding the eggs and everything's soaking wet and all. It's really. Yeah. Last Easter was really cold. Yeah. It's either cold or rainy. So I think this is going to be sunny and nice. Beautiful. And another thing that's beautiful is our guest for today, Jamie Phillips, current development director at Scissortail Park. Couldn't be happier about being back in Oklahoma City after 10 years in Los Angeles. She graduated from OU and headed west to get into the entertainment industry. Jamie worked her way up at CAA and then became a talent publicist for stars like Bradley Cooper and Taylor Lautner. In 2016, family nudged her back to Oklahoma and the Oklahoma contemporary convinced her to stay. Jamie has some wild stories about Hollywood and we convinced her to share a few with us. Welcome to Action City, Jamie. Catherine, I am so excited to talk about our friends, Leah Strickland and Whitney Moss of Leah and Whitney Real Estate. They have coined the term hashtag power of two, which means when you're working with them, you get double the expertise, double the brain power, and double the hustle. They build a network of buyers and sellers in every neighborhood, but they specialize in Quell Creek, Nichols Hills, Lakehurst, Belle Isle, and the village. They have a combined 18 years of experience, and because of the hashtag power of two, there's an increased availability of showings, offers, and two professional opinions while negotiating. In addition, Leah and Winnie own their own brokerage, which allows them to put the client before the bottom line. They intentionally maintain a close-knit and well-connected team, which allows them to tailor their approach to meet the client's individual needs and goals. Lee and Whitney provide creative solutions for their clients because you're working directly with the decision makers. And now let's talk about their clients. They consider all of their clients to be friends, and they do an amazing job of listening to their hopes, dreams, and fears. Their goal is to make the real estate transaction as smooth as possible. Lee and Whitney have a strong industry network to call upon when searching for the right fit for a client, especially in markets where inventory is low. They have been known to reach out to homeowners directly, even if that homeowner hasn't indicated a desire to move. So even if your dream home isn't on the market, Lee and Whitney will deliver. They have no fear. If you're interested in buying or selling a home, please reach out to them. You can email them at team at leahandwhitney.com. Their website is leahandwhitney.com. That's L-E-A-H-A-N-D-W-H-I-T-N-E-Y.com. Or you can follow them on Instagram at Leah and Whitney Realtors or on Facebook, simply Leah and Whitney. Thank you and Lee and Whitney for being a sponsor. Now back to the podcast. Okay, I'm ready now. Jamie, welcome to Action City. Hi, thank Emmy you for having me. I, we're so excited you're here. Well, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> We've had you really on the list since the beginning. And <laughs> well, because everybody, we were telling you, everybody mentioned Scissor Till Park. Right. And it's just incredible that every podcast, when we ask people their perfect day in OKC, Scissor, I mean, it's always mentioned. It, it always includes Scissor Tail. I mean, it's I think fantastic. maybe every time. Yeah, that and the Jones are kind of <laughs> yes, resounding. Yes. And then Emmy and I always talk about, we didn't talk about plant this morning, but yeah, we, we always talk about plant. So we have our, you know, all of our favorite you spots. You have your favorite spots, right? We do. Right? I know. So we know that you're at Scissor Tail, but we're so excited to hear your story from the beginning. Yes. So, um, and I'm excited to tell it, although you have me following. Graham Colton, oh. which I, I mean, because he was your last one. So uh, yes. I'm like, how do you do that if I don't give a performance of some sort, I which mean, you don't want to hear? I did. I had a lot of people reach out and say they lo- did love that episode. Which was our longest by far. It's I know. Fantastic. We just kept going. We couldn't he's help just ourselves. the best. I mean, and he's, you know, our booker, our talent booker at Scissor Tail Park. And Is I he? just, oh. oh yeah. Oh yeah. But that's so. what we were talking about, Kings of Leon, how the, he got 
Yeah. He helped with that, right? He helped with that. And then he booked our concert series last, you know, for during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And and then this one he's booking as well. So oh, we're gosh. lucky to, oh, you know, he's such a gem. inside sneak peek on who's coming? Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> yes. Okay, so yeah. Yeah. tell us where you were born. Tell us your beginning so story. So I always say that I moved to Oklahoma City in 2017, but I really was born in Oklahoma City. Were you really? I really? was. I was born at Deaconess. Okay. For, and I was only here for a hot minute. Um, and then we left. I, I moved 13 times by the age of 13. Holy cow. So I've lived in four different states. So now at this point, at this age, I think I've moved about 20, 22 times. Oh something like that. Gosh. That's why you make friends so easily, I think. You're <laughs> right. so gregarious and outgoing. And I mean, I don't feel like you've ever met a stranger. So Right, right. right. So Probably where, <laughs> where do you claim is your hometown? I mean, I think now Oklahoma City. I mean, I've been here since... At the end of 2016. I mean, LA, I was there for 10 years. So that's really the longest place I've ever lived in one place. Um, I, you know, my, my parents live in Northeastern Oklahoma and we moved there when I was in the seventh grade. Um, my mom inherited some land and we built a house and it was one stop sign and literally people would drag Maine. And I was like, where are we moving and why? Um, but you know, it was a, a small town. Locust Grove was what it. Oh you know, yeah. It. yeah. Well, and that's famous now because of Jennifer Gardner's. Yeah. Her aunt and uncle, I believe have their yeah, farm her there. Her aunt. Absolutely. Oh, really? Yeah. So her once yeah. upon a time or is it, well, yeah. well once it's upon once, a farm. Once, once upon a farm. Yeah. yeah. And it's all, it's from Oklahoma. Her aunt lived there because my aunt or her aunt and my mother became really good friends because oh. they were both in LA. Obviously Jennifer Gardner, different level <laughs> than myself, but uh Yeah. I saw her at the Denver airport one time and I was, I had Huffman, my son with me. Yeah. And at the time he was one and I, I was like, what do I say to her? Do I say a 13 going on 30 line or yeah. like how? And I just was like, we love your baby food. And so she stopped and talked to us. She was so nice. She's Anyways, the I digress. I'm sure, I'm sure you actually know I wouldn't her. even yeah, notice if I saw her anywhere. And she's you're beautiful. Like, uh, you and have like a radar, like a sixth sense for she, celebrities. Well, I she's could, beautiful. I could tell because there was a, a police officer and another person walking right. with her and we were in the Denver airport and I follow her on Instagram and I just, I don't know. It was like a weird thing that I just seen on her story that she was traveling or something. I don't know, right. whatever. But. Well, yeah, because you travel with security and then you yeah. have somebody at the airport that takes you through That's, to make sure that you, yeah. yeah. But she was dark. I mean, in, in person, she was normal looking, mm-hmm. but like also gorgeous, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you think if we're on the movies, we are normal looking now, like we could be beautiful if we were in the movies? I think if we had as hope? much money as she had, we'd be a lot prettier. <laughs> Well, Although I, mean, I feel I, like I could, she has yes, had a I lot of work really done, but you know, point. if I could get a facial every day or right. yes, like, if I was, if right. I had that level of being able Access to upkeep, mm-hmm. even right. if it was mm-hmm. just like a hair treatment, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, right. not, like not people coming to your better. house yes. and coming to you yes. and somebody that's scheduling that yes. constantly. Yes. Yes. Because yes. that's a full-time job, just maintaining a calendar on that. Uh-huh. That's yeah. a full-time job. I really went <gasps> off on that. Okay. Well, so here's my question. Okay. So you moved to Locust Grove, seventh grade. How many, where did you move from? And then how many people were in your seventh graduating grade class? class? Your well, seventh grade class. Seventh grade class. Well, my graduating class was 80. From Locust Grove? Oh, that's Grove. pretty good. From actually. Locust Grove. But I think my brother's was like 50. Um, that's not bad. It's, I mean, it, we were 4A when I was there, so it still wasn't, but it felt small to me. I mean, I moved from Asylum Springs, Arkansas and Fort Smith and we lived in Shreveport. We, I mean, we, we lived Mustang and we lived everywhere at one point. Norman. So you had never lived in a town that small? No, 
I had never, and I was miserable. I was kicking my feet. Um, and you know, I will say now, you know, when we start talking about some other things, looking back, I mean, it really helped me in terms of understanding people from different diversities, different, you know, socioeconomic backgrounds. I mean, you know, half the people that I graduated with didn't, couldn't afford cars and right. that, you know, I mean, and I had a Honda Civic, which was 2016's, you know, best car for, you know, your teenager. And they, it was like, wow, you know, so it, it really kept me grounded, I think in terms of the rest of my career and not, you know, finding myself up here, um, when, you know, life took me some pretty fun places. So, um, I am thankful, I guess for that. So you graduate and you go to OU? Yeah, I graduate. I go to OU, um, do the sorority thing, which is, you know, of course what you do. Well, I think a lot of people do that. <laughs> yeah. Were yeah. you in a house? That's, I was, I was a Delta Gamma. Oh, perfect. Yeah. At OU. And I literally remember getting the magazine and I think I bought everything exactly what they looked like. Again, I was from a small town and it wasn't like anybody in my family was in you know, it was in a sort my aunt was, and but not at OU. So I literally took the pamphlet and like went to like when you say on T-shirt day, it was like T-shirt, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I went to Harold's and I was like, can I have? Oh yeah, they would have like a fashion show from Harold's about what to wear, right, right. And I was like, can I have all of these? Can we please have all of these? And my mother was like, and I was like, no, no, no. This is what I have. This is what we have to do. I bet you weren't the only one. I bet no, no. We all look the same. But it was genius on the part of Harold's, really. Right. So you show up the first day. <laughs> yeah. You have all the right outfits. You're ready to go. Ready to go. And I, I mean, I loved the house and I loved OU and, um, yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, Delta Gamma and that, that organization will have a, a big part in, in my career moving forward. Um, and yeah, I graduate and my junior year, we go to LA, um, for the Rose Bowl. And with friends or with your family? With my family. Okay. My family, they were ticket holders and, you know, all that, the, the, that kind of stuff. And, um, and we go and I remember staying at a, we were in, we did, we went to the Mondrian and, um, and we stayed at the Sunset Marquee Hotel and I had my own little tiny room. And I remember thinking, this is it. This is where I have to be. And we had been in New York too. And I was like, I'm moving to LA or I'm moving to New York. I don't know what I'm going to do. My degree was in communication. Like I'm going to work at an entertainment conglomerate. Did you even know what conglomerate? I did not point? know what. You just any want to of use that, that word. Was. Let's be clear. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know even what to do with an entertainment industry because, like, how, why would I? Why you would didn't I know, know any. I mean, it was why the same thing with me in fashion. I didn't know anybody in fashion, right. so I had no idea what the job options even were. Right. Right. You have no idea. Like, and so, um, but after being, you know, in New York and then being in LA, I was like, this, this just feels right. Okay. So my dad's like, great, (laughs) wonderful. (laughs) Um, and I, um, I went back after I graduated, I worked for one of my dad's best friends, saved up some money because my dad was like, you know, everybody wants to offer internships for free. So my dad said two things, you have to have a job that pays you and you have to have benefits. Well, okay. In well, LA in 2005, it down a little bit. Let's be clear, that's real hard. Yeah, and, no celebrity assistant with that right. job. Yeah. And I was coming from here. It wasn't like I had been at a, you know NYU Tisch or you know anything like that. So, um, but I was determined because that's what I wanted to do and that's where I wanted to be. So um, I networked through the sorority and also through some people that knew some people who knew some people. Right. 
So I set up a time to go out and, um, Wait, when the, was this? Give me a this year. was in 2005. Okay. So we have, the world, we have the World Wide web. It's easy to network. It's easier to network. Not as easy as you think. You, you could at least email people. We could email, right. You could email, but there was no like Google. Like it wasn't like I could Google and figure out who the places were that, you know, where the places were that I wanted to be. I mean, there was Google, but I didn't, you didn't use it for the those same kind of, way. That, right, right. The same way. Right, there was no yeah. LinkedIn, I guess. No, you needed none to of that. know somebody. Yeah, right. You needed, you to, needed know to know somebody. people a thousand percent. So, um, so if friends of friends, I think I had a meeting with like judge Judy and, you know, they're producing, I mean, it was just like very like, um, uh, Max Azria's like dot, you know, it was just all these random. And, um, I sent an email to a lady in my sorority who said, Oh, well, you know, there's this lady in UCLA or that was a Delta game at UCLA. And, um, and she's, she works in Hollywood. I don't know what she does. Right. Great. Send her an email. I wish I had that pitch because it's probably the best pitch that I've ever done <laughs> in my entire existence. Oh my God. I because love that. she responds back to me and says, that's great. When you're here, come in for an informational, setting it up with my assistant. Cool. Great. Again, have no idea who this person is, what her, you know, what company I have no, no frame of reference. Right. I go out. And, you know, again, in my best Herald outfit um, and <laughs> white is, ponytail. Which is a little bit like fish out of water when you get to L.A., I'm 1, sure. 1,000%. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had a powder blue suit Ooh, and white pony-toe pumps. Okay, and I was I very it. tan from the tanning bed. And I went in and met with her. And I said, here are the things that I've done in college. Because my dad made me have an adult job. Um working for a human resource consulting firm during college. I said, I know about this. I know about that. None of it pertained to entertainment <laughs> in any way, shape or form. And I'm not sure how she didn't laugh me out, but I was very confident because I had no idea. Right. So she said, you need to be here. I said, great. Wonderful. I left. Um, she goes down with me to hand in my application um, her husband was the founding partner of an agency called Creative Artist Agency, which is like the which, is the which biggest, is the biggest deal. I know nothing about it, but I know that. Yeah, and ha- again, had I known probably who she was, which you do now because you do your due diligence, it may have made me a little bit more nervous. But I was very confident. I was very like, "This is what I want to do. I am. This is happening for me." Um, and so, yeah, we. Um, I called my parents. I said, at this time I was staying in a hotel. Um, and I was like, I was staying at the Roosevelt. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, like so, I can get used to this. Yeah. I was like, so can I stay at the Roosevelt? And they're like, mm, three days. No. Max, get a yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, a friend of a friend, um, I stayed on her couch in like the Valley, which is a far driving to, um, to LA. And, um, I met with a couple agents and then ended up um, working for the head of television and the television and film packaging department. Um, I knew, again, knew nothing. What does that even mean? So that's everything from actors and actresses to uh, producers, writers, uh, any of that. What are you packaging? So packaging is when they put a project together. They package it. So agencies tip sometimes do that when um, instead of instead of um, doing the fee, they package it. And so they take up a, a fee on the back end instead of from each actor and producer and all of that kind of stuff. OK, so, um, 
yeah. And it was, it was wild. I, and I still hadn't moved there. I was still living on somebody's couch when I got the job. And I did that. I got the job in August and I did that until October. And then I finally like moved into a place. Did this person say, get off my couch? I mean, that's what I, Eventually, mean, yeah, I was like right, buying last? her things, yeah. like doing the whole thing. The one thing I will say that was cool during the interview, which is a fun story. Um, the set my second interview, I'm sitting in this big atrium, right? Again, like, you know, Miss Oklahoma, my, my voice, I had a huge accent. So I was very, like, very true to where I was from. And this gentleman sits down next to me and he says, oh, you know, how are you? I was like, oh, you know, fine. How are you? And he's like, you know, and I was like, I, you know, how, how are you today? Just talking to him, just being my you know normal self. He's like, oh, great. You know, who are you interviewing with? I tell him. He says, oh, you know, I hear he's a, you know, he's really hard. And I was like, yeah, I've, I've heard that, you know, through the person I've, you know, interviewed with. Um, and, you know, six agents come down to get this guy, right? Me, one lonely assistant comes down with the headset on, very entourage style. And, uh, and he's like, holds them off and was like, you know, good luck. Like, I, I have good feeling about, you know, things you're going to do. And so I walk off with the assistant to go up to my meeting and she says, do you know who you were talking to? I was like, I don't, but he, what a nice guy. She's like, have you ever heard of Jaws or, and I was Stop. like, E.T. And I was Stop. like, and she's like, yeah, that was Steven Spielberg. I was like, what a nice guy he was. <laughs> what a nice guy. I really like him. You know, I mean, that's just oh my what you, and so walk up, you know, and then years later I was walking, I was working with um, Holly Hunter. Mm-hmm. And we were doing her star on the Walk of Fame. And I, I dated a guy in L.A. whose sister was friends with Sasha, who's his daughter. And so I knew Sasha separately. But he comes up to me and he says, and I didn't think he would remember me. And he's like, hey, Oklahoma. Are you uh, he's serious? He's like, clearly that job interview worked really well for you. And I was oh like, it did. it did. It really did. good vibes. <laughs> here I am now <laughs> at Holly Hunter's, you know, star on the Walk of Fame. So wow. that's a fun, yeah, that's always a fun, fun story for me. Do you think LA is just like that? Like there's so many famous people all over the place that you can't help, you can't avoid it. Like you can't avoid it. It's pretty. I think if you're working in that industry, 100%. I mean, there's no way that you're not rubbing elbows with people all the time. Yeah. I remember going down to pick up a check. Like when you're an assistant, you know, you're doing bookings and you're doing all the stuff. And um, I went down to get a check for my boss, um, represented like the producer of uh, the creator of Everybody Loves Raymond. And it was the first residual check, which is the biggest check I'd ever seen in my entire life at this point. He's like, I need you to go down to the loading dock to get it. As I'm going to the loading dock to get this check, Brad Pitt comes off the elevator and it was back in the, you know, the, um, motorcycle day. So he's holding his helmet. Right. And that would be the ultimate. Are you kidding? I was just, I I couldn't even pay. I couldn't even pay attention because I had been screamed and yelled at about going, getting this check because, you know, assistants weren't treated so wonderfully back in those days. Um, and I came back up and I remember like throwing it on his desk and he's like, what you're in such a huff. And I was like, do you understand who just got off the elevator and I had like a pass by with Brad Pitt and <laughs> I couldn't say, even hey, acknowledge it. Right. Well, that's what I wanted to do. Too? Right. But I was like, I couldn't even acknowledge it right. that I was from Oklahoma because I was running so after this check. Oh. When you say big check, you mean like a lot of money, not the size of the actual No, no, check. no. Like a lot of money check. I don't remember what it was. I wish I could, but I don't remember what, but it was the bit, I mean, it was definitely the more zeros than I had ever seen in my life. Oh my gosh. Right. Gosh. Okay. So yeah. how long are you at CAA? What's I was at CAA for two and a half years. So, um, 
and I went through the trainee program and then, you know, it was interesting, uh, CAA acquired, uh, the sports, uh, sports department. And it was when Adrian Peterson, it was his, um, first year and they were signing him and he came in and he gave me a hug and they were like, who is this guy? And I was like, I'm sorry, he's the first round draft pick. Nobody around me. Because, you know, I'm in the television and film department. Like, they don't, they don't follow that. Not right. necessarily. Yeah. Right. And they were like, oh, it's a girl that knows about sports. And so they sent me out to Kansas City to potentially work with their sports department. I was like, you know what? I've been here for two and a half years. I don't feel like I've even close to accomplish. But, and I also at that time, there weren't that many female agents in the sports industry. So I was like, eh. And I don't know the Kansas City. So I came back and a lot of what I did on the agent's desk was playing the role of a publicist and a manager. So that was like, you know, any of the incoming press stuff. My degree was in communication. So I was like, I think this is a good time to look at maybe going to the publicity side of it. Um, And so I met with a woman named Annette Wolf, uh, who was fantastic. And her husband, coincidentally, again, she walked in, she had this like long red hair and like this, like she was from, she had the British accent, but she was, I don't remember where she was from. Anyway, she came in, her husband was Ted Shackelford. She's like, do you know where Tulsa, Oklahoma is? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she's close. like, that's where my husband's from. So she's married to Ted Shackelford, who is from Tulsa and was on Knott's Landing for years. Oh my God. I know. Again, the circle of Oklahoma. Wow. Love is yeah. continuous. Do you think every state is like that? I mean, I sometimes wonder because right. I think I'm always meeting people that are somehow connected mm-hmm. to Oklahoma in the most random places. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you're from West Virginia, is that the case? I mean, I guess so. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, maybe. I mean, I always want to feel like it's really unique to us, but I could be I wrong. I think people here are notoriously kind. And so when you're in, so you talk when you're to, in yes. LA or New York or whatever, I think those people probably are kinder, maybe. Yeah. And maybe more willing to reach out so you yeah. end up connecting with people that, okay, okay, that's right. probably. Well, and then we had the, I mean, you know, there's a lot of OU to California. I mean, during yes. the Dust Bowl days is that you're right that was a yes. long time ago a though. long time ago yeah but like <laughs> I think I mean true? I saw a family in California from that that like left I mean family family of family I don't know anyway I think that and I think you're right like I think it's just California you do you yeah. don't think it's no, I, feel I like don't it's everywhere I go but it makes me proud to be from Oklahoma a thousand I feel like percent. we set a good example when we go places a thousand percent yeah. Yeah. there's a way we'll be friendly but I think we also like that connectability yes, as Oklahomans. Yes. And so like you feel that sense of like feeling warm and fuzzy and, oh, I you're from Oklahoma? Oh, okay. Well, now we're new best friends. Exactly. So, right? I, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I do think maybe there's something a little unique to it. Yeah. I'm going to do some, I'm going to really pay attention from now on and see if other states do this. I would, I would gather like our surrounding states probably do a little bit. You know, I think it's just yeah. kind of this area of the country. It's a little yeah. bit different. I mean, when you're in L.A., if you have that one connection, because a lot of people in L.A. aren't from L.A. Right. Oh, yeah. So it's a melting pot. Yeah, yeah. So they're looking for connection. And especially in Oklahoma, I think if, yeah, if you have that connection, you're just going to immediately jump on it. Okay. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, so after you go to, wait, so you're still at CAA? Or I leave CAA and then I'm a pup, then I'm at Publis. the publicity department. Yeah. Okay. And, and so, are you doing publicity for actors? Talent, yeah. Ta- for talent. talent. Okay, for that's talent. what we call it, talent. Yes, the talent. I the talent. The for talent. You're doing publicity for yeah, talent. For talent, yeah. I can only imagine the fires you've had to put out. I Yeah, I have. I know where all the bodies are buried. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's yeah. so fun. I know. What's it the craziest 
story you ever had. Can to you just tell? Yeah. You can tell. Or, that can you tell. Can, or maybe you can tell it, but you don't have to use names. You just tell us the craziest thing that ever happened. No, of course she has to use names. Yeah, well, tell Emmy. <laughs> um, oh, the craziest. I'm like salivating. This stuff I makes me so like, excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'll tell you some stuff off, um, off, Offline too. Um, yeah, the craziest thing. I mean, my life was so crazy from that. I mean, I worked for Annette and, um, I, I got promoted fairly quickly and, um, uh, well, okay. So here's a fun story. So I'll give this a B Coop, Bradley Cooper. Love him. B Coop. We call him B Coop. B Coop. B Coop. Um, love me some B Coop. So my boss, um, I had been at CA and I read the script for the hangover, right? Cause you cover scripts when you're an assistant and you just do whatever they tell you to do and not get an, a stapler thrown at you. So, um, I, I go, I read the script. I'm, my boss gets a call and she says, I got to call from this, somebody about Bradley Cooper. And I was like, yes, he's, pl- he's cast in the hangover. This is going to be the biggest movie of the summer. I've read the script. It's hilarious. I will prep you for the meeting. She says, oh, okay. And I was like, kind of, it was kind of weird for me to prep her because it's a weird script to like prep somebody for before a meeting, right? Like it's extremely vulgar, but it's really Especially if it's a woman you're prepping. How am I going to tell this very proper woman about the hangover script? So she meets him at like La Paine at like on a Saturday or something. And I was like, here's what we're going to say. Here's what he, I don't know that he had a publicist at that point. Um, She meets with him. She comes in like Monday and she's like, well, we've signed your friend. Here you go. Just hands him to me, right? Then I go, fantastic, <laughs> like my friend, great, because I know that he's going to be a huge, huge star, a yes. huge star. So I handled all of this stuff before the hangover, like during. I mean, uh, all of those those details. I uh, aligned him with his first um, his first stylist, Alaria, who's now like a big famous um, men's stylist. Alaria Arbanali is her name. Um, I was like, I called her and I was like, this guy's gonna be a huge star. Will you style him? For free, I promise you. Next year, I will get you into the into the contract um, and get you paid. And she owned like a store um, with Danny Masterson or something. And she was like, "Sure, I'll do it." And I mean, and now she's the number one men's stylist like in the world. We aligned him with Tom Ford at that time oh, for yeah. suits and um, all of the pop. You know, and I I adored him. So you know, anything that that he does from here on out, I'm like, oh, be coop. And 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 I had I ran into him. Years later, after um, I'd been doing the talent side and I started doing the brand side, which was very boring to me after doing talent for, you know, seven years. Um, And I saw him and Gaga when they were shooting um, A Star is Born um, at Vintage Vintage Grocers because that was somebody that I was working with at the time. And he like gave me a big hug and I was like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just real starstruck about Gaga. So if you <laughs> Sorry, could introduce me, that would be yeah, great. Out of the way. Let me put down my kumbacha and like go talk to her. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. His. Wait, so who is like the nicest star you've ever worked with and who is the worst? <sighs> um, you know, people want to know about the bad ones. Yeah. Um, you know, I had, I was very lucky because uh, as my boss I was very much like, if they're going to treat you terrible, we don't want to work with them because oh, okay. it's going to come out, you know, eventually. And now it does. You know, it's much different because mm-hmm. you've got, you know, you've got phones, you've got all of these things that you've got all the social media. I mean, we didn't really have that in two. I started there in 2007. So really social media side of things didn't take place. I mean, Channing didn't get his until 2010. 
I mean, like that was when it really, they really started using social media as a platform, you know, as talent, as artists, um, and pushing things out on their end. Um, and now Channing is, you know, I mean, he's fantastic at the social media world. It's worked. Yeah. So I would say, okay, so the, the nicest, I mean, Bradley was wonderful. I had Patrick Swayze, who was also like one of my, yeah, my, I was the first call when he passed away, um, which was interesting as a, that's probably my crazy story that you asked about earlier, because there's not very many publicists, I will say that um, have a client that passes away and that, and what all that, and the setup before that, because he was so sick, you know, um, and making sure that nobody was taking pictures of him. Oh, and you know what I mean? Like making sure that didn't happen. Um, you know, because you had pictures of Whitney Houston on the cover of national Enquirer, you had, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Um, that to me was, was probably one of the wildest times. And my boss, who's also on his count, was in, on a plane. <laughs> so I handled so it, it with the attorneys. Oh yeah. And I was at a press junket for Glee because I represented Matthew Morrison. Oh, and Glee, I was like, Matt, I can't tell you why, but I have to leave and I have to have somebody else come to the junket. And I was like, I will tell you later, I promise, but I got to go. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So that's, Probably. I mean, there's some definitely some ones, I mean, offline that, you know, I can tell, you know, traveling with the Twilight kids. Oh, my God. Crazy. As in Twilight, the books and the movie. Yeah. Was she always cheating on him? Oh, I've seen him? all those movies, too. Was she always what? Cheating on him. Kristen and. Um... No, I mean, not during my I mean, I love her. Like, okay. I will tell you, I bonded with her on those tours. Like, I think that there's just. I'm not sure that they ever, Taylor loved it. Taylor loved all of the press. I mean, he, I he's, see meant him that that. He, yeah. he's meant for that stuff. But her and Rob, I don't think that they ever thought that that was going to be what it was going to be. Oh, I think that they thought it would probably be a lot darker and indie and, you know, cult kind of uh, stuff. And not so mainstream. Okay. Not so mainstream. Teeny bopper. Po- teeny bopper poppy. And, you know, she, again, I can, I, till the ends of the earth, she was so wonderful Every time we traveled, she was, you know, in terms of saying hello and goodbye and leaving stuff for, you know, people that were working at the places where we were like, just, I think that, you know, there's that barrier for her life. And I think that there's, you know, not everybody can do an interview perfectly. And it's just not something that they love to do. They love it for the art, but not maybe the, you know, the fluffy side of it that, I Some people are so good now that you're saying that. And I yeah. wonder if that's why they dated. Cause they kind of bonded over that. Yeah. Is that kind of how you felt like they were just kind of in it together? Yeah, and- Because they were like, this is way more than we signed up for. And, and he's also were wonderful. They, like 22 then they were pretty young. They were they? very young. Yeah. I remember they, I mean, they were definitely over 21 because I remember going to restaurants and they were drinking. I mean, not, you know, yeah. bad, but. But, as, you know, I, as I learned from my spring break trip, lots <laughs> of people under 21 are drinking, by the way. No, they were definitely <laughs> old enough to be doing that. But, I, you know, traveling with them, I could only imagine was like traveling with the Beatles. And that was international. So that was Rome and, Paris, you know, all of the big places and people following us and stadiums full. And it was it was. It's crazy. Did you have any social life during this time? Because I mean, this seems to me this is a twenty-four hour a day. It is a twenty-four hour job. Um, no, uh, not at all. I remember I woke up, and this was 
big blackberries, right? And I, my first tattoo I ever got was like a was a horseshoe, because I, I thought you were going to say it was a blackberry. I was, I was like, oh god, oh no, that really was a traumatic no. time. But how cool would that <laughs> be now? Yeah. Um, no, it was a, a horseshoe because I remember I was on my phone so much that I wanted to be able to look at something that reminded me of who I was and where I came from. Oh, so that I could not get really caught up in all of that because sometimes you can. Um, but I remember waking up at, you know, I'd wake up at three or four o'clock in the morning after having gotten home from a premiere and a photo shoot. And I mean, I had extra clothes. I had toothbrushes in my car. Like I was changing from Malibu to go to a red carpet, to go to a this, to go to a that. Um, so yeah, it was, it was 24, seven. Yeah. I mean, I had a great relationship when I was there and I know that that, you know, it was part of the reason that it like dissipated because that was my whole entire life was this. Well, so how did it, I mean, yeah. How did you so come back to Oklahoma city? Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, had that's you had the enough? part I'm I not mean, putting together. I'm like, this sounds. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I hit a wall really with the talent side of it and I was like, I need a break. I need to take a time out. But, but I also had signed clients of my own. And so I felt, you know, like when you sign people, it's not like you're signing. They're like your babies. They're your babies. And you, you know, they, you have such a, it's personal to them if you leave them at, at this point. And so I did some stuff, some, some freelancing and some consulting, which turned into my own kind of thing. And I was like, ah, I still, I just, I don't want my own thing, but it turned into my own thing and turned into my own company. And I was like, I don't want to be the one that's saying we need paper. Right. Right. I, mean, I don't no, it's horrible. I don't want to do that. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do the brand side. Right. So I went to a big brand PR firm and we had Tiffany's and Nintendo and restoration hardware and, you know, places that pretty much sell themselves. Right. Because they're, they are what they are. And I mean, I hated it because Were I you had connecting had, them with talent. So is no, that, or no, you know, I just was doing did, the brand side. I was it. like, Oh, oh yeah, here's our Christmas boring. gift guide. Yeah. And here, you know, here are the things. I mean, so it's more merchandising you felt like, uh, no, I mean, it was still the P it was still PR okay. side of it or, but we did do some of the like talent. Like you're reaching so like, out to the day show to get such what? and such, exactly. whatever exactly. gift. Exactly. On, to get on like Oprah's yeah. list. Right. Or, yeah, exactly. Gotcha, and gotcha. it was, and then with Nintendo, it was connecting those like celebrities. And, you know, I will say one of the places that we represent that I loved was W Magazine. And Aww. we did their, um, party at the Chateau every year. Um, and that was great because, um, you know, that was, I was able to use my talent side of it to just create a cool party during the golden globes they have every year. And they also had an art side of it. And the guy that I dated in LA, he was the son of a famous artist and grew up in LA, like, you know, um, went to Harvard Westlake and then went to NYU Tisch. So I got like the real LA experience from him. I dated him for four years. Um, but then I also earned the, learned the art world, which is going to coincide with how I came back. So I go to brand PR, don't like it, um, don't love it. My mom gets sick. She's fine now. But I was here for three months in Tulsa. And I was like, you know, I need to be closer, right? So I look at Austin. I look at Nashville. Go to meet for the the PR uh, position at South By. And then a friend of mine sent me a job. She was like, Oklahoma Contemporary. Like, this is, and I was like, I'm sorry, what? There's like, a is that a thing? Contemporary <laughs> Art Center in Oklahoma City? Okay, well, that's cool. And I didn't know that existed. So I look at, you know, what they were doing and their capital campaign. And, um, Ed Roche was, uh, you know, on their cap, their quiet capital oh, campaigns. He yeah, he was as, oh. as like kind of a, of a 
whatever. Um, and I was like, okay, well, this might make sense because where was I going to fit in back in Oklahoma in 2016? Right. I mean, there I no didn't movies know. being made in Oklahoma then. There's no entertainment right. industry. Right. There's, There's none of that. Like maybe the Thunder OU. If you're doing PR, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So the contemporary, I was like, okay, this could make sense. So, um, I was still living there. I came out and, and interviewed and I was like, okay. And just, you know, at the fairgrounds. And I remember, um, the lady that I interviewed, Jennifer Thurman, who's a good friend of mine now, she said, you know, this is not Hollywood. We're at the fairgrounds. And I said, that's okay. Because I'm literally, um, at my parents, like staring at cows right now. So I get the, you know, the, the Hollywood, but like, I also get, you know, the Oklahoma side of things. And, um, I met with them and I came downtown and I was so surprised at what Oklahoma city had transformed into. I mean, I left, there was a Bricktown brewery and a spaghetti warehouse. Right. And I was like, you guys have killed it, killed it. And it reminded me of what kind of what Austin was years ago. Um, and I just was like, wow, I left here wanting, you know, looking for those things. So if I could come back here and play a part in that, fine, sign me up. So I put my stuff in a pod and I moved here and started working for Oklahoma Contemporary. That was at the end of 2016. I had forgotten that Oklahoma Contemporary was at the fairgrounds first. I mean, I went down there to see exhibits. My kids went to camp there, summer camp. Yeah, my favorite art camp up. Yeah. I really just think of it as where it is now. And I totally. Well, my brother's Eagle Scout project was building the um, uh, playground back there. Oh, oh, really? The uh-huh. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. It's like, it's like I a, think it was like him and George Mason and maybe Grayson. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah Wait. So when you got back to Oklahoma City, did you have friends from OU that still lived I here? I didn't like, have any. How many connections did you have none. in the city? Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I had a couple of college friends that lived in like Edmond. Well, I right, wanted to live downtown. With kids and whatever. They were there. Yeah. They, and I was single with a dog, right? So I lived downtown and it, I was like, I have to live in an apartment because I've never owned a yard. Um, and I was like, this is what, and I sh- immersed myself 1000% in everything that was going on. So, uh, you know, whether that was was the it was a development that was going on the new restaurants like you know what did your weekends look like were you like okay. always I was I was always always working constantly and I loved it though because to me you know I had done all of these things in LA and those were great but those were always for somebody else that's right? what I was getting at I was like yeah. I think this was it was never about the celebrities right I no. mean you were never doing that work <laughs> for your no. yeah to better yourself or to yeah and this is like I feel like that's what a lot of people in Oklahoma City have in common is we yeah. all just want to help the city in some way right I mean obviously we're doing the podcast and now I'm so right. did you see kind of the development of scissor tail and say like I have to be a part of it so yeah I knew I I took a class um, OKC connects when I came back, which was like a chamber and a leadership partnership. And it's a lot smaller than what leadership does. And, um, and it was four weeks and I met some people obviously through that, but what they do is reintroduce you to Oklahoma city. Cause again, I mean, I was born here, but I don't remember that. I don't know. I mean, I didn't even know how to get to you today. I was like, Catherine, I'm going to, might need to yeah, text you out. like on the freeway. Yeah, it's okay. I still get my like forties confused. <laughs> right? I'm like 44, I 40. I don't I still know. Use right. Ways. It's hard. It's hard. Um, and Wait, so this is a class that's specifically geared towards people who are moving back uh-huh. to Oklahoma city or have just moved here or just moved here. Oh, wow, or just moved so here. Cool. The chamber really does a lot of. Yeah. And cool yeah, we have a good chamber. Mm-hmm, yeah. Do. It's, it's a really cool program. And so 
um, that helped me to figure out all of the development, all of the history of Oklahoma City, and they focus on all these different areas. And so, obviously, um, Kathy O'Connor came and you know was giving the the development report of you know Oklahoma City, and I was like, wow, this park, this is incredible! Like, so excited for all of this, and um, and you know, I was at a point at at Oklahoma Contemporary where I, they had promoted me as you know, far as, as they could. Um, and my boss wasn't going anywhere. So I was kind of like, okay, what's my next, what's my next thing? Like we're getting contemporary into the building. We've got this cool, fun art of brunch that I came up with that. You that know, was we'll be, one of the best parties I've been to. And it's fun, City. right? I loved it. Well, it's like the, I think I went uh, the first Clico year. Yeah. It was so much polo fun. match. That's yeah. what I, I mean, I stole it. Let's be clear, but it's okay. with, with our own we Oklahoma elements, yeah. right? We can, yes, we exactly. Yeah. Reinvent the wheel. Right. Right. And it was, it, it was so much fun for me to do. Um, and yeah, so I was like, this is, so scissor tell, was the next, was the next thing. And I started a month before grand opening. And so it was, oh, I thought you were there crazy. maybe a little earlier when they were building it. And Mm-mm. no, August of 2019. So we, and we opened in September of 2019. So I came in, um, right as it was, yeah, as we were ready to, to have the Kings of Leon come so on. You reach out to them. Did they reach out to you? It's like the Kings of Leon. No, no, no. Scissor oh. Like how did you make the connection? Yeah. So, um, yeah, through a, um, a, a board member at contemporary who was also involved with scissor tail was like, she needs to be, you know, your director of development. And so, um, and I started, I'm going to take a step back. I started contemporary as an event manager. And then they realized that I could ask for money, which my mom would say, yes, always. She's been really good at that her whole life. Um, I stink at that. Anytime I get on the board anywhere, I'm just, I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I have a lot of strengths asking for money. Yeah. Not and that's okay. It always, but that's it okay. stress me out. Yeah. Too. I, that's I'm, okay. I'm it's, I mean, it yeah. really isn't for, I mean, it's not, it's for, not everybody. for everybody. It's, it's not for everybody. Right. Yeah. But then my co-chair, Becky Taylor was like, Oh, she's, well, that's and what I was she like, does for right. a living. That's, I know, but it's right. still, that's I right. think some people definitely have that gene yes. where it's right. just, it comes naturally. It comes to them. naturally. Yes. Yeah. And, and then they, they practiced it like anything else. You practice and you practice and you practice right. and then you're good right. at it. Well, and also when you're internal, like you can also figure out ways to engage people. That was my thing with, you know, with contemporary was how do we engage people to different aspects of like what we're doing right? and what do they care about? And then, you know, then we can get them involved in whatever capacity we can. And then, you know, then they will, they will, they will give and they will, you know, in whatever, whether it's fiscally, whether it's volunteering or just bringing people like, at the end of the day, you don't really care if it's monetary. Yeah. You just want to engage people. Yeah, fundraiser. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It just, you want to engage people. That's the mm-hmm. whole point. I mean, how do you get a hundred to 200 people out to the fairgrounds? You know, I mean, that's a hard, it's not easy unless not, you're having a horse show. Right. Right. It's, it's a hard thing to do. So that was, you know, and I like hard. So, um, so what's that was been your challenges with scissor tail? Ooh. Cause I feel other like than a every, pandemic, what well, other than yeah. the pandemic, because every time I go, it's, it's packed. So packed. Um, you know, I think one thing that's hard with scissor tail is, um, with maps and the penny sales tax, I, I think that sometimes people think that it's all paid for and done. Oh, interesting. So I think that that messaging, um, allowing people to know that becoming members, you know, getting on those boats, going, you know, paying for skating, like whatever that is, or, you know, being a sponsor, buying a bench, like whatever that is helps us, um, 
maintain the park and allow our programs to be free um, and accessible for everybody. Yes, we do receive money from the city, obviously, but that will, you know, that's, you know, half of our, but you know, it's not even, and so the rest of that is on us. And I think that that's a misconception sometimes um, because we have this wonderful park and it's was paid for to build it, but but we, we really need, you know, we need, we still need people to engage in the support. And yes, the pandemic, a thousand percent. We Actually, were I lucky. think it maybe helped. I mean, I don't right. mean because it was outside. It was outside. We were, we were people to go and socialize and be together. We were fortunate that nobody stopped coming to the park because it was a safe haven for people. It really was. And, you know, again, very lucky because grand opening, we raised a lot of money. So we left everybody we left everybody alone um, because I was like, no, we just asked the entire city to support this. We're going to we're going to take a step back and, and you know, and obviously during the pandemic, you know, uh, there were regional food bank. I mean, those are the places that needed the support. We didn't we didn't need it. Um, but now that we're coming into the next full season of, you know, our our spring and summer events and that kind of stuff, people are very excited. Um, they're excited to support. They're excited to become members. They're excited to, I mean, like they want to participate, you know, it just, it takes a little while for, especially during a pandemic, you know, that's so interesting. You say that. Cause now if I think like, obviously you would never charge admission, No, but Mm -hmm. if half of the people donated that were there last Saturday, like, holy cow, you know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of people are enjoying the park and yes, changing that, that this isn't totally paid for makes so much sense in my mind. Right. Are there little kiosks or something around the park where you can like, or can you, or is there a little like scan this QR code and give to the park? Well, we, we tried that. that. We tried that. Um, but we do, I mean, we have little donation, little donations that we put up at, and, and again, I mean, we're, you know, we're great. We're great. We just want, I feel like, during grand opening, when I watched people picking up trash and I watched people helping and I watched people like they had a real, he felt like this was their park, yeah. right? Oh, Which, that, everyone we've talked to has felt that way right? for sure. And so like, I feel like the more we can engage people, not even monetarily, like I, I just, I just want to keep engaging people, whether it's monetarily or whether it's we, we want to hear ideas, ideas. Yeah. Tell me what you guys want. Like, this is a park for everybody. We're still just, you know, a couple years, a year and some change in like, we want to know, what and do you want to see? What do you, they started construction on the South piece of it. Right. So now yes. is, is the budget doubling? Is the size of the park doubling? I haven't yes. been down to see. It will. It's another 30, don't quote me, 36 acres. And I believe so we'll end up having about current? 72, wow. 74 at the end of it. And it will be ready next summer. And so that'll be... And it's on the other side of the river. On the other side, yeah. And so it's over bridge. the bridge. There's a bridge. Oh, that bridge with yeah, the... Yeah, the big bridge. The Skydance bridge. bridge. The Skydance yeah, bridge. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sky bridge. So that's what connects the two. That's what connects the two. And that's connecting south side to downtown. Yes. Which is, is what big is deal. going to be different about the south piece of the park than the north piece of the park? Does it have the same design? Well, is it have a stage? Does it have... Or is it completely different? It's, it's completely different. So... It is going to be like sports, more sports focused. So it's oh. soccer fields, basketball courts, pickleball. Fun. If, uh, one more person talks about pickleball. I can't. Right. We're going to have pickleball down there. I feel like everyone yeah. I know is playing pickleball. Yeah. We're playing At, on Friday. Are you? Gracie's doing her pickleball birthday tomorrow. Yeah. At so, chicken pickle? No, my parents during the pandemic bought a net. So oh, we amazing. played in, they, 
the way my parents' house is laid out, their garage is on the back. So they have mm-hmm. a big slab of concrete back yeah. there. So yeah, we play back oh, that's there. Incredible. It's so fun, but that's so, okay. So pickleball, pickleball. basketball, soccer, possibly tennis. No, no, not yeah. right now. No, no. I, I, I let's be like clear. I want it. Court. Yeah. You know that futsal court that's next to John Rex? Oh yeah. It's like a little teeny tiny soccer mm-hmm. field that has a teeny, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yeah, it's uh, like a whole different. It's kind of like soccer, but it's, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we talked to, we've talked to a couple places, and Brian, but we're obviously like you know, tennis. I want. I mean, yeah, for the boyfriend, I want you know tennis all day long. So, um, <laughs> but I think that you know I don't understand it, but uh, but I try, and you know, I but because maps had already, I mean, they already had those in place gotcha. a while before. So I think we're looking at maybe after construction is done. Maybe we do something with tennis courts because it's done downtown. Chicken and pickle before you should go because they have all these other lawn games: bocce ball, shuffleboard, giant connect four. They have all these things that are not pickleball. Yeah, and they you could go up and like rent the bocce ball balls or whatever. Whatever other things and having those other sort of yard games is I think. Do you play pickleball? I well, I've played one time and I'll play tomorrow night. I guess I'm going to try. Are you good? No, I'm horrible. Yeah, Are you yeah. kidding? I mean, but maybe I can get good. I mean, I don't yeah. know. But I think all those lawn games could those be are fun. Too. I mean, they're like shuffleboard. Yeah. Bocce ball, bocce, bocce ball. ball. We played yeah. a lot of bocce, bocce ball. There's, there's an architect that really wants bocce bar at the new. I think you should yeah. definitely put, I think yeah, he wants old, bocce you know, bar a thousand percent. I think like all the old people would come out and play bocce mm-hmm. ball. Like, yeah, a thousand percent. You know this guy like, is uh, an older gentleman that is like, I carry him from an event. 100% put the bocce ball. Go to Chicken and Pickle. Play the bocce. See, play it. It's really fun. A friend oh, yeah, of mine in California so has, is it so has easy? one in their backyard. They, it's so easy. We do it. We play bocce in our backyard. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's oh. easy. Yeah, it's so easy. Okay. Maybe I'll get at bocce. Yeah. I keep telling John Powell that I would be really good at pickleball and that I could probably beat him. It's, I like, it's easier than tennis because yeah. I feel like tennis, if you're like swinging for the fences, the ball is like out. Yeah. But that ball, you can whack it really hard. Ooh, and it doesn't okay, care. I like I that. Like chase. I don't like to chase yeah. it. Well, so, okay, we kind of have two final questions. Yeah. So our first final question is 10 years from now, mm-hmm. where do you see Scissor Till Park? Okay. Where do you see yourself? And where do okay. you see Oklahoma City? So it's like a three-parter. Ooh, I know. Okay. 10 years, where do I see Scissor Till? Um, I think that definitely, I mean, the the lower park will be finished. So that, that will be going. Union Station will be finished. Is that that building in the, at the yeah, very the, south? It's the historic building. I've always we, wondered. I want. So we're doing I renovations. Don't even know what's going on? In we're there. doing renovations on it. We received money from um, from Maps, a some leftover money to restore it. So it'll be an event space. It'll be a coffee shop. Um, we've got some other, you know, maybe some artists and residency. But, I mean, there's some different plans. All of Scissor Till Park will be housed there. Right now, I'm in Myriad because um, there's not quite enough room for those of us in the office. Um, and so we'll all be there. And it's a really cool, I mean, a thousand percent haunted. Let's be clear. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's a beautiful. thousand percent haunted. We got to have our ghost and yes, our, you know, I all that kind nice of stuff. Ghosts, I yeah. actually like, <laughs> so my old house was haunted, which is now oh. sold. So I guess I can say that. Yeah. So if you want me to come over, I definitely Please. have a ghosty sense. I had a ghost okay. in my house in Philadelphia. Really? In my, yeah. See this yeah. one, she, I think it was a woman or. And she lived in our hallway. And so like whenever I'd walk through, the light would flicker. One time, I think she said something. 
I know. I'm yeah, no, come you need to come. Nutty. I'll come and give you a tour because you when you're like, loading and unloading, but, like, are they ter- have ghost but they're friendly. friendly. They're yeah. definitely friendly. They're just, they're friendly. Yeah. 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 But you know, I mean, most people that have turned their train stations into something have like a kitschy yeah. spin to it. So it's like, what's our ghost's name? What's she, what's her story? You think like, it's a, a woman? nighttime tour. I don't know. I think it's a woman. There. I think we have a couple. Because yeah. there's also a big tower that went oh. up that, like, I'm telling you, I'll give you guys the full tour. Oh my it's gosh, really I, cool. Can I we get on your to... cool golf cart if we get a full tour? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I have golf cart sure. access. Yeah. Well, oh, so yeah. what do you think 10 years yes. for yourself? Ooh, I don't, you know what? I don't know. Um, you know, honestly, when I, I first came back here and, and I moved back to Oklahoma City, I, I didn't even do a goodbye party in LA because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to stay. Right. And then I came and I just loved it. And I love the people and I love that I can make a difference. And I love that, you know, you have access to our incredible mayor and you're a civilian like me, you know, like that kind of stuff was impressive to me. And then I met a guy, so not going anywhere. (laughs) Who knew? Who knew? I never thought that was going to happen, but it did. And so, um, so yeah, I don't know, 10 years from now, I'm still here. I mean, I've done my life opposite that most, I feel like most people do because I'm older and I'm just now thinking about the marriage and the kids. So that kind of stuff now I want to do because I did that. Well, then you'll never go back and regret that you didn't do all the fun. Things I did all did the before, things that right? I wanted to do. It would be I, hard to get a hug for Bradley Cooper and say, "Oh, you know, I really want to go settle down somewhere." <laughs> right? Let's yeah. get out again. Let's do just this. Yeah, sure. exactly. Let's do this. So I don't know. I mean, I see. You know, I love the entertainment side of things. I love what you know Prairie Surf's doing. Um, I'm real excited in that. The idea of you know being able to connect my ten years of experience yeah. and my friends. I mean. I'm on text chains all the time and they're talking about their new shows and they're all, they've all grown up and they're all, you know, big agents and heads of studios and stuff. And I'm like, again, utilizing those skills, I I would love to bring cool shows and movies here and to be a part of that as I just feel like with what I'm doing now, I love what I'm doing. I absolutely love it. And it's an intricate part of, of, uh, of, of Oklahoma city. Um, but I think eventually like, you know, there'll be that, that next kind of thing. Well, it sounds so natural having worked with that whole industry, which is, it's coming here to have you kind of help facilitate that relationship. I mean, why not? I I think that sounds like it. At the end of the day, as Oklahoma city changes, I kind of want to change with that and figure out where my best place would be to help and to make this place better. I mean, again, I left looking for other things. Like we have all of that here now. It's happening. And, and now you've been at Oklahoma Contemporary, Scissor Tail. You've met all the right people yeah. in Oklahoma City. Yeah. And, and I really, love you're right. I, making those connections would be mm-hmm. a perfect next step. Yeah, I really yeah. would. Yeah. Let's get them here. Like they need to be yeah. shooting here. I mean, well, and when met- they come, people are so excited. So know, excited. Say, nobody ever comes to Oklahoma City and say they don't, says they don't like it. I've never heard anyone no. say that. Mm-mm. Yeah. They're no. always so surprised and so pleasantly surprised and end up loving it. Yeah. Well, I have friends coming to get their shots here because yeah. of our wonderful, you know, uh, tribes. I told my sister to get back here and get her shot. I don't know what's what's wrong. Just fly home, get the shot and go back. And go back. Yeah. yeah. yeah Easy. Done. Well, so I think yeah. we're ready for final question. Okay. So. Yeah. Your best friend from LA brings a visit on you and is coming to visit for the yeah. weekend to Oklahoma City. Yeah. They've never been here before. You pick them up at the airport. Yep. What do you do? How do you spend your day? There's no pandemic. 
Money's no uh, object. What What is your dream day? And what do you want to show your friend about why you love this city? You know, my friends, I, I have to say, are, yeah, they're very highbrow. Uh, and so they'll want to see, you know, the park. They're going to want to go to the Jones. They're, I mean, they're, you know, they're going to want to do that kind of cool stuff. Arbolata, you know, all that kind of stuff. Oh, but then they're going to want to see the real places, right? So they're going to want to go to like Flips or Edna's. <laughs> yeah. Or like my people want to see the real thing, okay? Oh because gosh, they're like as authentic as they come. And they're like, no, 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 no. Stop. I get all of this and you guys are doing all this cool stuff. But like show me. Where it Real started. Oklahoma Give me the City. Grit. Like, take me to juniors, right? Take me to, I mean, that's the kind of stuff I think that would really resonate with them. I mean, and again, I'm going to show them all of the development and stuff, but they want to see it as a, a whole picture. Like, give me the whole, you know, the, I think the that's lens. That's a good point about wanting to preserve those things that are mm-hmm. really original. And we, we, we do. Talk that talk about Keep that a lot. Keep Casey authentic. I know we stole mm-hmm. that from. Well, we didn't steal it. We're well, Brian borrowing said it, it from first, Brian. and Brian's then Graham kind of said it. Yeah. Now it's becoming. But a you're thing. right. I mean, Jim yeah. and I met at Flips. I mean, you're right. Like Edna's was the spot. You right. you do have to really pay homage to all of the original spots that a thousand percent started it all. A thousand. They love a good hole in the wall. You know, hole in the wall bar. So, I mean, that, that definitely, but of course, obviously, you know, scissor tail is super impressive. I mean, Union Station, like I said, with the, you know, the ghosts and the whole architecture around it, like that, that, that yeah, 1000%. Where do you like to go? Like, where's your spot for dinner? When you and John Powell go to dinner, what's your like, oh, let's so go to. we, you know, I love um, Patrono. Oh yeah, Patrono is so good. Patrono. I wish it was laid out a little bit differently on the inside. Yeah, it's that, hard. Like, it's small. In the middle. Yeah, they, they have those to, weird poles in the middle. I don't know if that's like, structural. They need to do something really like small. Well, we, you know, before we go to something at the Civic Center, like that's our, you know, go-to place. I love Parlor, but I mean, I'm in Auto Alley, so I pop over to Parlor. That's you know, that's super easy. I love the burgers at Arbolata. Love. Okay, I have not had them, and okay, I've been following either. them on Instagram since the pandemic started. I'm like, I got to get down for the burger. You got to get Is the burger. Delicious. They're incredible. Like, imagine um, a concession stand burger, <gasps> but, but better. With good meat, and it's like two or three dollars, and fries are two dollars, and it's it. They're incredible. I we had them last Friday, so incredible. Love Frida's for drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, uh, there's there are just so many. There's so many spots in Oklahoma city, but you know, I mean, I love, um, Barchichetti, big fan okay. of Chichetti. Okay. been, I haven't been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been? No, you went for your birthday. A Jeff's birthday. Oh, yeah. for Jeff's birthday. That's yeah. what it was. Oh wait, no, it was, no, my it was your birthday, birthday right? Yeah, yeah. He surprised you. Yeah, took that's you right. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think all of those restaurants kind of down and deep deuce have been really good. Yeah, Do you still live downtown? Me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm in auto alley still. That's so fun. So you walk everywhere. You walk, I walk to coffee slingers. Like I walk you get everywhere. Co- yeah. I'm to the point though, where I now like want a yard. No, yeah. no, no, no. It's I'm like, literally I want a yard. It's not. Like, it's a yes, gateway for something like, bad. No, no. <laughs> well, so where can people donate to the park? Where can people kind of follow along with what you're up to? All that good stuff. Yeah. So, um, scissor park org is the website. Um, and so you can find out all of our, we have tons of things coming up at the park. Um, farmer's market on Saturday. Farmer's market starts this Saturday. Oh, wait, it really? starts this Saturday. Okay. So it, it hasn't been Saturday. Okay. It starts this Saturday yeah, and goes till October. Um, we have our concert series starting back up live from the lawn, which you talked about. Wonderful. Graham Colton is booking for, um, that's in May until October out on the lawn. 
Um, we have an adult Easter egg hunt this Friday that's sold out, which Darn I think it. we're going to start doing from now on. What do you um, put in the eggs in the adult Easter egg hunt? Oh, I, some fun stuff. Uh-huh. And it's going to be some, you know, some neon eggs. And I think everybody at this point walks away with a really good prize. That's good. so fun. That is so fun. fun. And obviously there'll be bar service and, you know, yeah. that yeah. kind of stuff yeah, that yeah. you want to do is like, you know, an adult Easter egg hunt. Um, yeah. And we have, uh, yeah. So those are some of the things coming up this spring in the farmer's market, like you said, until October. So, and people can buy a membership on there. You can buy a membership. You can find out we have an event calendar so you can find out what what's happening. Membership, what do you get with the membership other than the pride of donating, <laughs> of donating to, to the park, park, which we all love. Um, so with a membership for an individual, it's $40. Um, you get free boats, free skating at the parks. We have an outdoor skating rink, which I didn't plug, but we do. <laughs> um, and, uh, discounts at social capital, which is a great friend of ours across yes. the street. I, um, that's what we did. We went to the park and then social capital. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. You get, I think it's like buy one taco, get one free or something. Oh, um, it's great. Factory Obscura, Wheeler, Ferris wheel, Florence's lively. There's about 10 different, um, membership partners. So you get discounts at all of those places as well as discounts on anything that we do from a ticket standpoint, or, you know, whether it's taking your picture with Elsa and Anna, you get front of the line privileges and you get, you know, discounts on all of that kind of stuff and horticulture tours and tree tours. And oh. it's, it's pretty incredible. This that last weekend, a good birthday present for someone, for somebody who right. has everything. That'd be such a good yeah. thing to when give my, When my birthday. aunts gives us a Zoom membership every year for the kids, such so yeah. something present. like that would be perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect yeah. to Christmas. I mean, that was a very big gift for people. So, and this last week we had a tree sale for Arbor Day. Oh, I saw that for Arbor Day. And you got a free tree um, if you became a member or you got a discount like $5 off, I think, for a tree if you were a member. So we're trying to give as many perks as we possibly can to get that, you know, that membership is, we just started in July. So this July, it'll be one year. Okay, Amy, we're going to get memberships. Yeah, I definitely am. Sign yeah, us up. become a member. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so where can people find you? Because I know that... At Jamie Phillips. I was on Instagram really early. J-A-Y-M-E with a Y. My mom is a teacher. It's phonetically correct. Jamie. Oh, well, yeah. you're right. So that's where people oh, can find it. me. Yeah. Well, thank you so much thank for coming on. That was so love fun. talking to you. We love hearing your stories, especially Emmy. Yes. Who likes all the celebrity Any stories. Celebrity yeah. stories. We're going to get some more, offline. Perfect. More gossip. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, thank Bye. you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate your listening to these stories. You can find us on Instagram at ActionCityOKC. Or for business inquiries, email us at hello at ActionCityOKC.com. Action City is produced by Blacken Studios. You can find the studio on Instagram and Facebook at Blacken Studios. Creative services provided by Ranger Creative. Music written and performed by Kansas City Bankroll.